Welcome back to this episode of the Live Revise Podcast. My name is Christy Browning, and I am so excited to have you joining me today in a discussion we're going to have about embracing change. Exactly five steps you can take to embrace change. So I hope you're ready to take some notes and to make a change today that betters your life. Well, y'all, I have to be honest and admit that I am one of those weird people that likes change. I love the start of something new. I love the challenge of something different. And I tend to get pretty bored and ready to move on to something else when it becomes too predictable or mundane. So you can imagine in my household, those people who love things to be consistent and stable and the same thing all the time are at their wits end with me when I want to change things by the moment. (laughs) We've learned to operate in a wow, whoa mentality, especially me and my husband. So I'm a wow person where I jump in and say, wow, I have this really great idea. Let's do this. Or wow, I just have this really amazing plan and I want to go here and do this and do that. And he's the opposite. He's the, whoa, 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 maybe we don't go that way. Maybe we wait a minute or maybe we check this out more. And so quite frankly, he's what keeps me from going all over the edge um, a lot because if it was up to me, I would do who knows what. So some of us love change, some of us don't. And I get that I'm probably one of those people in the minority um, who love change. Most people like to have some predictability and to see some stability and things to kind of always be on an even kill, uh, you know, as they move through their life. I like to shake things up a little bit, not going to lie. So my dad was one who loved change too. And I think I learned how to embrace change from him. And we went through a lot of change when I was a kid from him changing jobs to when at one point in time we changed where we lived, we moved from Tennessee to Missouri and then back to Tennessee. I changed schools. Change was just part of our life. And I learned how to see it as an exciting adventure that brings lots of possibility instead of seeing it as a threatening fear that rocks what I know to be true and consistent. So I want to give you some real practical ways that you can embrace change. And maybe it's change that you're wanting to make, or maybe it's even change that comes that you're uncertain about. You know, a lot of us look at change in our life and we really do want to see something. We want to see a change in our finances, maybe a change in our job status. Maybe we're looking to change our health and wellness routines, or we're wanting to be more mindful of our well-being or more mindful of our future or retirement. We want to change the dynamic in our household or with our children or in our relationships. We know change. It may be something that we don't like when it comes up out of nowhere, but we do like change. It's why we set resolutions at the beginning of the year. That's why we set goals or, you know, we love to see the next season in life roll around or the next season outside of our window roll around. Who doesn't like to see the season change from spring to summer? I personally love to see it change from summer to fall, but we know what change is. We know it comes. We know there's no avoiding it. And in some cases we welcome it. So let me give you these tips and how to's that I've learned how to use in my life to not just like tolerate change, but to make the most of it. So truth be told, I really do like change, but 
there are some areas of life that's harder for me to institute change more so than others. Like it's really easy for me to apply changes in my business or as what I want to accomplish in my goals or my structure from that standpoint. But it's not always easy for me to put change in when it comes to finances or financial planning or to change my ideas and my thoughts on health and wellness. Those are two areas of life that are not ones that I love the most. And so therefore it's harder for me to be excited for change. I naturally love relationships and my family and my business and my purpose in all of that. Man, I hate having money conversations. I just am not excited about planning for retirement. Um, I'm not a natural spender, so it's easy for me to just not really worry about that part. Um, but when you're married and the other person is financially minded, you got to learn how to be uh, somewhat engaged in those conversations. And I've had to learn how to change some things in myself in order to kind of step into a circle of my life that wouldn't normally be where I would choose to show up a lot. And that is very true when it comes to health and wellness. I'm not motivated or inspired by some big health fad or some massive you know, improvement when it comes to my health and wellness. And I've had to really push myself to be excited and want to institute real change. And the deal with change is it's not something that just happens in a moment. It's something that usually usually takes some time to actually have it come full circle and to really make that change take effect and to see the benefits of that change that takes time. And sometimes that's really hard to, to wait that out and to not have that instant gratification of seeing the results of your change and your hard work happen like right then. The other thing with change is that, you know, we want it to be something that is forever change. Like I don't want to go back to being in debt. I don't want to go back to being a hundred pounds overweight, but yeah, it's the change part and really seeding that in and really following it all the way through that makes us not revert back to old habits. And that's the part I think that really catches us because there's some fear there that what if I put all this effort and all this energy into really creating change in my life, yet I wake up and I'm still in the same spot. I can't master it. I can't truly change. And that's frustrating because it's also a confirmation of our biggest fear. And that's that we're stuck and we're hopeless. But none of that's true because we all can change. We all can grow and adapt and, and be better in areas of our life. We can all see things transform. We all know the importance of change and we know the power of redemption and we can see all of that in so many areas of our lives. But there's always in that fear part that tells us, yeah, but maybe in this area, that's not going to happen. And so for me, I have had to walk through some specific things that really I needed to check the, these boxes when it came to wanting to see change in my life. And again, change in areas that I'm not naturally leaning into or looking forward to making in my life. Because yeah, there's some that I love and some that I don't love. And the first thing is that I need to know what change it is I want to make. Really, what is the change that I want to make? And again, this is so true for not just 
like for me, health and wellness. It can be for your finances. It can be for relationships. It can be in your own self and your own self-worth and your confidence and how you feel about you. Man, that's a big change to make. And sometimes it's really hard change to make. But when I can really articulate what it is that I want to change, then I have like something to shoot for. But when I just flippantly make comments like, oh yeah, I want to like be healthier, that doesn't mean a whole lot. But when I can get dialed in and specific to say, I really want to change my attitude. Whoa, let's just stop right there. Because the mind and the attitude is usually the part that has to change before anything else. And sometimes it's the hardest part to change. But instead of having a crummy attitude that things will never be better or it's not important or what's the point, we'll never institute change if that's the constant mindset that we live in or the constant thought pattern that we have. So I have to dial that back and say, what I really want to change is my attitude and my thoughts and my feelings on being healthier, being more financially fit, having a plan for retirement, creating better relationships, holding out for the better person that I want to spend my life with, waiting for a better job or stepping out into a new career. It's the attitude. It's the mindset. That is huge. And when we can change that, the rest of these steps, just they're there for us to just literally take the boxes off of. But it's the mindset part that sometimes we have to keep revisiting over and over and over again to remind ourselves that number one, this is doable. It is important. And here's why it is possible. And here's how. And constantly looking at, you know, what am I telling myself about this area in my life that I want to change? What am I believing? What am I choosing to embody? And to act on, am I acting on truth or am I acting on fear and lies? And when we make the mindset shift to go, okay, what I really need to change is my thought patterns, my attitude, my beliefs, my ideals, then we've got some real change happening there. So to make that kind of change, to recognize what really needs to change requires a lot of like personal introspective introspective introspection did i just make up a word we want to look inside inside is where we need to do the evaluation and that's the hard work that's where the hands get dirty and it requires time just to unpack all of that and to learn all of that about ourselves it also requires us to kind of flush that out meaning to not just keep it in our own hearts and our own heads but to flush it out on paper to flush it out maybe in written form or maybe you are naturally a sketcher or someone who doodles and that's kind of your active learning or your active uh, unpacking go for it I cannot doodle or draw to save my life. So I choose to write words and lists and journal that way. But when we flush those things out on paper, there's something really powerful that happens with pen and paper. And when it's our hand that's doing the work and doing the writing, it really solidifies some of those thoughts, those beliefs, and even the commitments to change that you're writing out, man, that is like sealing the deal for your psyche. So I really encourage you to sit with yourself, sit with your thoughts, sit with your heart and your mind, your emotions, flush some of that on paper. What are you feeling about this? What is keeping you from wanting to have this, this change? What's the fear part of it? What is the belief that you have? What is the attitude that you have with regards to this 
whole concept that you're wanting to attack and change and transform. Be honest with yourself and how you're feeling. Sometimes that does require some time to slow down and really stop and really feel and really think and then to flush it out on paper. And now you've got some truth. Now you can see where you're really starting from. And so the next step then is to create a plan of action, a plan to institute that change. And so that is in the whole thought process and belief process. That means writing out the opposite, writing out the truth, writing out the benefits, writing out the progress that you're going to see and why that's going to change your life and how that's going to be beneficial and keeping that in the forefront of your mindset and reminding yourself of that regularly. Some people do this in mantras where they're reading like positive affirmations to remind themselves of these belief systems. Some of people create a vision board where they cut out pictures and they hang a board somewhere where they can see all of these visual reminders and stimulants to keep moving towards the change. Some people post post-it notes around their house or on their mirrors to just kind of keep reminding themselves of what they're working for. I personally write these kinds of things out daily in a journal because again, written word is what does it for me. And when I write it out day after day after day, it is not something I can run away from. And it does begin to make my mind think differently, recognize it first, realize it as like kind of my truth in the moment, pick up on new truths, and then become very focused on putting that in the forefront of my mindset. So first and foremost, we have to recognize what we're needing to change, not just my finances or my health or my relationships, but go a little deeper. And what is it about that? More than likely, it's your attitude and your thoughts and your beliefs in those circles of your life that need to change. Second thing is, why do you need this change? What is it going to do for you if you make this change happen? If you come full circle in it, what are you going to benefit? What's going to be the reward, the result? What's going to happen if you don't make the change? Man, I had this kind of conversation with myself last fall, and I started really thinking about my health and wellness. Now, I've never been motivated to change because of size or a number on a pair of pants or a number on a scale. It's just never been anything that's important to me. I am a-okay with who I am, how I look, and the way I am. But then I started thinking about if I didn't have a better perspective on my health and wellness, why I needed to make this change and how, how this was going to impact my life was the longevity of my life, the ability to run hard and fast for longer if I would take care of myself today. And all of a sudden, those kinds of why statements started to really prick my heart. And it really started uh, me to go on a journey of like, what do I'm going to do? What's the action steps I need to take? And how do I move ahead on this change? But it was the why that became the fuel. So when we talk about what needs to change, that's like identifying the guts, right? The heart of the matter, the truth of the matter. And then the why is like the fuel and the fire that makes us want to actually push ahead and get out of our comfort zone and get out of our normal routine and our maybe Monday way of acting or thinking and do something about it. Because knowing you need to change is one thing. Choosing to implement change is a whole different game. And that's when we really start to see the rubber meet the road, right? So, yep, 
that conversation, super important. And was one that I had to have of myself when I realized the benefit of doing this, the result and the reward of doing this meant that I could continue my mission and my passion and my purpose further, longer, harder, with wider reach and deeper impact. Choosing to not do this meant that it would cost me the ability to reach the masses, to cut my purpose short to be held captive by health concerns or health threats. And I didn't want that. Third thing was to take the small progress forward. What do you need to do to take those first initial steps? No matter what it is that you want to change, it's probably not going to change overnight or you would have already done it. It's going to require time and sacrifice and work. Three things that we normally don't want to do. We don't normally want things to take a long time. We want them to happen quick and fast and in a hurry. We normally don't want it to take a lot of sacrifice because we don't want to be put out of our comfort zone. And we don't normally have to do, want to do the work because that requires something of us. But the things that matter most, the things that are worth the most in our lives, the things that are really going to have a deep and lasting impact require time, sacrifice, and work. So if you really, really want this time, sacrifice, and work, you're going to have to give in to those three things. But it doesn't have to happen like that. It can be something that is small steps forward. I, when it comes to this health and fitness thing, I have tried to do things from one extreme to the other to kind of try to flip the switch and in one day change my entire lifestyle for a new health and wellness uh, way of living. And that's not sustainable because no one adapts that fast, right? Everybody needs to be warmed up a little bit or to take small steps in that direction, especially if you're tackling an area that is foreign to you or that you really don't want to do, or you're really uncertain about trying to move into. Small steps, small steps. It's a-okay to grow slow and it's a-okay to take small steps. So what are the small steps you need to take today? Well, when it came to health and wellness for me, I needed to just start little, like drink water. Seriously, that's how I started. Last September or October, I started noticing that I was having um, some really bad headaches and feeling not so great. And I happened to mention it to my doctor who said, when was the last time you drank some water? And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> she thought, um, that's probably a good place to start. Like you're kind of dehydrating yourself and your body is giving you all these like alerts. So girl, go drink some water. And so I started like intentionally drinking more water and tracking how much water I was drinking because I would like pat myself on the back for drinking a glass of water when I really needed to drink like 12 glasses of water. So that little progress forward was huge for me. And I saw some immediate benefits of that. So that was like, yay, way to go, Christy, keep on going. So then we made another change and another change and another change. And now it's been four, five, six months that I've kind of been, I don't want to say like changing my health and wellness as far as like extreme change. It's been slow change, methodical change, little steps here and there. And yes, a couple of steps back. Don't get me wrong. Holidays happened. Hello. Um, definitely, you know, taking some steps back, have to get back up and move forward again. 
but it's just that little piece moving ahead. And it's been a lot more sustainable. It's allowed me to feel more comfortable. It's allowed me to incorporate that in a way that is something I can do for the rest of my life. And it not just be a snap decision today that I can't sustain into next week. So what small steps forward can you take today? Lou Holtz, um, great, great coach, used to tell his players, what's important now? We need to think about the win, W-I-N, what's important now. And he would tell his players this when they would be super focused on a big championship game way at the end of the football season, and they're only on week two. And he would say, yeah, that's a great vision and a great goal. But to get there, we have to do the things today. So what's important now? in order for us to get to that goal. And maybe that's working hard at practice. Maybe that's running more laps. Maybe that's working harder on your homework or you know, being more mindful about what you put in your body or how much rest you get. It would be all of these things that, granted, on the day of the championship game, not the things that you're gonna celebrate on the field, but it was those little small steps day by day by day by day that got them to the win. So what's important now, whatever change you're trying to institute, whatever thing you want to evolve or transform in your life, what's important today to get you one step closer to that? Small step, small progress is more sustainable than a rapid approach. Okay, so that's one, two, three, fourth thing is to be okay to adapt and adjust as you move ahead. We can create a plan of what we think things are going to look like or what action steps we want to take or the steps that we want to make to move ahead. But the reality is that life happens. We learn things about ourselves or about the area that we're trying to improve. And just, you know, what we knew on day one is not the same as what we know on day 31 or day 61. So we may have to change and adapt our plan, our progress, our steps, even our mindset as we move ahead. People who work a lot in health and wellness will tell you, especially if you're like trying to lose weight or, or to build more muscle mass and to kind of get leaner and healthier in your body, that you will experience plateaus. And the problem with that is twofold. One, we want to continue to see progress. And we're measuring that progress based on a number on a scale or inches on a, on a tape. But the reality is, is that plateaus sometimes allow us to rest and recover from the climb we just made, to catch our breath, and to recalibrate how we're going to take the next climb. Because every climb is different. Every leg of the journey may be a little different. You're not the same on day one as you are on day 31 or 61 or 91. So it's okay to have those brief moments to quote unquote, reach your plateau, catch your breath, recalibrate, reassess your resources in that moment to make the next climb. And while we want to just see this graduated rise to the top, our journey is probably more like rise, go flat line or plateau, rise a little more, flat line or plateau, rise a little more, flat line, plateau. You see where I'm going here, right? So those plateaus are built in there to help us rest and recover, to help us kind of create more momentum for the next leg of the journey. 
I just heard someone mention uh, our famous coach that coaches runners like in Olympic races, long-term races where, you know, they're just pushing their bodies to go more and more and more. And he said, the most important part of race training is the rest day because your body needs to rest and recover. And whether that's your physical body or your mental self or your emotional self, we know the importance of rest. And so we also know in that time period, we can adjust our plan. We can adjust our steps, our actions, our perspective and clarity changes as we move down this path. And what worked for us on the first day won't necessarily work for us on day 31. And so it's okay to adjust and adapt. All right. Number five is to celebrate those small victories. When you're trying to change, you know, the little things that you can say you've done is worth the celebration because this is hard work. Remember we said time, sacrifice, hard work. Those three things when accomplished need to be celebrated. When you chose to do A versus B and A was the hard thing, B was the easy thing, celebrate it. I remember when I was tracking my water consumption on this whole initial step towards being more mindful and having a better attitude about my health and wellness, I celebrated that. And the little app that was tracking all my water, it celebrated with me, which was really cool. But I remember telling a friend of mine who's a health and wellness coach that I was doing this and she was so excited because she knew what I knew that that small transformation was going to lead to the next and the next and the next. So celebrate the victories, celebrate the small wins that you can see that you're doing because you could have chosen to just stay the same, to surf the sofa and watch Netflix, but you chose to invest the time, make the sacrifice and do the hard work. And that is worth celebrating. It's better when you can find someone to celebrate with. And especially if you're working on a common goal or a common change uh, with a partner or a friend or a business partner, uh, go and celebrate the win together. Give yourself the pats on the back. Allow yourself to declare that small victory and know that as those victories pile up, you're creating that much of a change and a transformation and even a bigger win in the end. These couple of steps I know can help you create some serious change in your life. And again, it doesn't matter what area of life you're trying to tackle. For me, it's been health and wellness. For you, it may be finances or relationships or education, or maybe it's launching a business or changing a, a bad habit like procrastination. Oh man, that one hits home, doesn't it? Whatever it is that you want to improve, first of all, congratulations for even recognizing that there are areas for improvement. And secondly, give yourself a pat on the back that you're even looking at doing the hard work, investing the time, giving the sacrifice to make the change. You're really on your way and you're probably further down the path than you've given yourself credit for. So don't give up now. Use these couple of steps and these couple of tips to help move you forward to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. If you take your sights off of the big vision and the big finish line in the end and focus on the day-to-day -day success you can have, you're going to feel more momentum. You're going to have more transformation that you can see over the long haul. And day by day, you'll have the wins to propel you to keep going.
I know you can do it. And I would love to hear what it is that you're working on. So share that with us. Either post that in the comments where you're watching the video. If you're catching this on the podcast, head over to our website and shoot us a message or follow us on our social media and direct messages there because we want to celebrate with you and we want to be on the sidelines to cheer you on. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Live Revised Podcast. I hope you found some things that really encourage you and empower you and inspire you to take a step of faith and move towards change, towards something you want to see better, to see bigger, to see brighter in your life. You know, we're not meant to just stay the same and ride on idle. We're meant to always be improving and looking for ways to make ourselves and our life and then those around us just a little bit better. And hopefully you found some ideas to help you with that today. If you did, I would love it if you would give us a review, if you would like and subscribe to the podcast channel, and if you would share it with a friend. That way we can encourage, empower, and inspire more people to live a bigger, better life. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on our next episode. Thank you.